Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Well, listen, we are back live at Catch the Moment Podcast. We're here at Tyree's table for the grand opening. Old things becoming new. Super excited. And I'm also relaunching Catch the Moment Podcast. We took a little break, but I'm back with a really good friend, Dr. John Kim. Man, how you doing, brother? Doing well. It's an honor to be here, Mr. Terry. I mean, just a big fan to begin with. And then I, I would never even thought about sitting next to you to be on a podcast. To begin with. So God's really blessing this opportunity at this time. Listen, man, I, th- I think you've um, you certainly earned the right to be in position in all areas, man. You're a man of tremendous insight, influence, but even more so integrity. So it's really great to finally catch up, sit down and have this dialogue. Well, listen, man, we share um, a lot of similar interests, man. But I, I, I got to start since you, since you got some love for the, you know, for, for the for the helmet catch for the Giants. Where were you when you first saw the helmet catch? What was your reaction? What are your memories? Of that moment. Oh my God, that is, you know, I was actually sitting in my friend's basement watching the entire game and I thought we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you already know what team you on right now, uh, exactly. Team NYG. Exactly, I'm like, I, I thought we we're going to lose and all of a sudden you made that famous catch. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, <laughs> only God could have made that catch. Oh man, so. You said yeah, it, brother. No, it really is. I mean, you know, every opportunity that we have in our life is really blessed by God. Yeah. And, you know, every opportunity have to take, not just for granted, but is, is overall his divine plan yeah. and doing so. And even though we might be thinking that we're losing, at the end of it all, he's the one who's actually directing the victory. Yeah. So, you know, even today, I, just, I, I mean, I made a little comment about this opportunity right now, not sure. even just this, but it's raining at this point. I mentioned about how when God is actually was um, blessing the Israelites, the first thing he ended up doing was not the sunlight. He actually blessed them with rain. That is a beautiful reality. You have to, you know, in order for seeds to take, that means the, the, the ground has to be right, right? I mean, like, you have to have a heart of flesh, as we would say, in relation to the heart. But the ground has to be, um, it can't be hardened in order to receive the seed that God would want to bestow upon. Man, we already going, we already going to places I was eventually going to get to, but <laughs> thank you for your, uh, for your memory. Man, well, you are one of the most highly regarded and respected functional uh, medicine pharmacists, right? Yeah. So not to exclude pharmacists because that's, you know, that's part of your trade. I'm really intrigued by the journey of it because you're probably one of the most consistent, sound um, professionals that I've listened to. And I've actually tuned in and listened to you from time to time. What is your defining moment in this journey of your career? When I first realized that our entire healthcare system was broken, mm. that people that needs to be taken care of was not being taken care of, except for we're just pushing pills, putting on a Band-Aid, and not getting to the overall root cause of the issue. Yeah. Even mental health-wise, right? Even mental health. There's a deficiency of nutrients not being talked about. Certain amount of healthy fats that people need to be ingesting, but yes. because of our entire food system is broken, as well as our healthcare, correct. That those people that need to be really helped it out wasn't being helped, and I saw that firsthand when I was working in a hospital, and I had this particular patient that was coming in, not able to control her blood pressure, 
and having to see her five times when I was actually there for five weeks. Five times in what? Five weeks. Oh my goodness. Uncontrolled blood pressure. And all we did at the hospital, especially working in the ER, was to get that patient what? Get that patient out the door. It's the whole as cool as we can. Nothing's fixed. Wow. Yeah. So the whole, the, and that's, and I think this is not necessarily a new conversation, but it's, it's the conversation. It's the most important conversation. So when you think about um, medicine or really comprehensive care, right. right? Like what is the, you know, at, at this stage, understanding that certain medicines do really provide value, certain, you know, whether it's, you know, opiates, but I, we know that nutrition is the answer. We know that sleep is the answer. We know all these things. What is the merger and the utility of the role of the of, of the pharmaceutical industry in light of, you know, some of these better, better understanding of the human body, what it needs? Because you've seen both sides of it and you're astute in both sides of it. So give me a little bit of insight to how they can come together to actually serve one another. I always say there's no perfect medicine out there. There's none. Excellent. Right? There's nothing out there. I'm not going to say that, you know, pharmaceutical medications are bad. There are certain places of doing so in terms of our overall longevity that's happening right now is because of advanced in medicine. So mm. we can't discount that out. Excellent. However, pharmaceutical drugs does not get to the overall root of the issue. There you go. Right? It's just, again, the same thing that I was mentioning before. It's just a band-aid in a problem instead of really getting to the actual root of the issue. And a lot of the root of the issue is really deals with inflammation. Mm. Right? So inflammation in terms of how we could control that based on our lifestyle changes, in terms of optimizing sleep, what kind of food that we end up having to eat, um, as well as the community aspect of it. That love, the oxytocin being released, that's an anti-inflammatory. Love, right. so you said community. Love okay. is an anti-inflammatory. Well, listen, let me tell you, that yeah. might be my secret weapon. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no, it, it really is. And then if you look at what happened for the past three years with the pandemic, and having to see a lot of people not able to get out of the house, sure. not be connected with it, that caused a lot of mental agony, mm. and as well as missing part of being a community, and that heavily impacted the overall health. I mean, we see it right now, the, sure. the rise of the, the obesity rate, Absolutely. the metabolic disorders, all that, and mental health is being affected. I think this is obviously the conversation that we're having, and. I guess the frustration that you will find with people who are looking to really be well. Right. So I, I, this, is, this has always been one of my sayings, be well and do well. So we're such a, you know, a doing community, a works-driven kind of people. We want to be successful. We want to do something significant, but we don't focus on who we are, right? So what are some, some of those practical steps that where we can focus on the inward and who we are so that we could actually be well and then do well. What is your, you know, first step recipe? Because you already started talking about relationships, community, nutrition. I, you know, we, we know scripture says, in him I live and move and have my being. I actually equate that to, you know, movement, nutrition, right. and, and sleep, like just rest. Those right. are the three foundational Absolutely. elements. So what are those things that people can do to really be well, right. to, to set, to kind of counterbalance some of the turmoil that's coming from the outside world. Right. So first, I would recommend really getting to drinking the cleanest water possible. Get a all good right, water let's, filter. Let's talk about it because I'm I'm all over the place with this. See, I got seven kids, right? So, yeah. you know, I'm like, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing not my wife want to get 
bottled water, alkaline bottled water. Yeah. And I, I want alkaline water, but I'm like, if we don't get a, a, a water treatment system or yeah. something, you know why? Because it's the recycling, Dr. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. It's the recycling. You know how many bottles, the big old plastic bottles I got a crush now? But go ahead, yeah. talk about the water. I mean, water is essential. I mean, water is a spring of life. If you look at the scripture in the book of Psalms, it talks about the water, yeah. where the, your root is rooted into the water, and then where you get our living of life comes through. Excellent. That's the same thing in terms of our human body. You want to get the cleanest water possible. So obviously we do not water drink tap water. No. If you actually go to a website called ewg.org. Ewg.org. Right. It actually gives you listing of the water quality based on your zip code. Wow. And if you look at Morris County in general, especially like Morris Town, high levels of arsenic. So if you think about getting tap water and thinking that you're getting the cleanest water possible, that's not. No. And so human body itself, yes, we have a liver, we have a kidneys, and this is where the argument comes in. They're like, oh, you know, why did you need to drink clean water? Because you have a liver to filter things out sure. and detox. But the accumulation of the toxin is going to be a certain point where the body's not able to handle that well. Okay. Simply put. And so you want to drink the cleanest water possible. If Got you ahead. put clean things in, clean things come out. Nice. And, and, and overall, inflammation-wise, is really based on what you put in and how you work that into your body, mm. including your environment as well. So, uh, so water's number one. Do you want to get a good water filter? Yep. I would not recommend getting Brita. We're not recommending Brita fil water filter. Get that, get that Brita water up out of here. Yeah, that's not the best. One thing that I recommend doing is good water filters. You could, and good water filter companies, they give you a testing of how well they put the filter out. So make sure you filter out fluoride, right? Some of the heavy metals. Yes. Pharmaceuticals drugs in the drinking water. In the now. water? In the water now. Pharmaceutical yeah. drugs in the water? Even they treat the water, they can't filter these pharmaceutical drugs out. So they're seeing, seeing residues of these drugs in the water supply. Goodness gracious, Doc. Right? And the pharmaceuticals that got into the water right. coming so, to my house? Coming to your house. So you want to get that. And that overall, these, this water being a bad water, basically, sure. is also affecting your, your microbiome, which is your bacteria in your system, in your body. And those bacteria does a lot of things, not just about helping your digestion, but helps to support your immune system, mm -hmm. your mental health helps you to absorb some of the nutrients from your food. Yeah. A lot of things, including how well your brain is working as well. Man, it's fantastic. So water is the, it, it, we're gonna call that definitely the foundation. Foundation. Right, the foundation. Actually, let, I wanna get into some of your personal journey because you're, you're a profound individual. So let, <laughs> let me be clear on what is your background in relation to eth ethnicity? Oh yeah. So I was born in South Korea. Okay. And I, was I came here when I was nine years old. During that time, my parents were actually here in the United States in Hoboken. In Hoboken? Hoboken, studying at Stevens Tech University. Stevens! Yeah. One of the best uh, engineering schools, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But now there's, I know it's a technical school. Is it just engineering? Because my son was, he, he applied there. Yeah, it, mainly engineering and business. Got it. Yeah, got very it. strong on business aspect. I know their MBA program is one of the top notch ones in Excellent. the Tri-State nice. area. So yeah, after they were done, they asked me to join them from South Korea. So I moved here, immigrated here when I was nine years old. Wow. Grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey. Bayonne, whoa. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you what, so how old are you? 
I am 42 now. Okay, so yeah, you, you're right with me. I'm 43. So Bayonne, it, it's not as, it wasn't pretty. Bayonne and Jersey City and some of those other Hudson, it no, wasn't no, pretty no, back no, then. No, not at all. And I, and I, you know, even though I moved in Bayonne, my parents actually owned a business in Jersey City. Ah. So remember how it was back in the 90s. Oh, man. Yeah. It was I rough remember. area. It was rough. It was rough. It was I, rough. I grew up in the rough area. <laughs> yes, okay. You did. So I know exactly how that is. Yep. Um, and then, you know, high school, I went to Bay I went to St. Peter's Prep. Okay, excellent. Uh, for one year and then went to a Bayonne High School as any, a transfer. Any sports in your background? Obviously, you're, you're you know, I know the, the term Tiger Mom comes yeah. out of the Asian community. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, I know that they were riding you got, you know, do you have siblings? I do. I have a, I have a little sister. She's 10 years younger than me. Excellent. She's in New York. But surprisingly enough, my parents were never pushy. Oh, wow. They wanted me to explore things so that's way I'm able to pick what I want to do. Excellent. Certain, certain cases that delayed me in terms of finding out what I want to do until my first year in college, that's when I thought, you know what, pharmacy was a good way to learn sure. a lot about things. But also I worked in a pharmacy that actually did some of the things that I'm doing right now that I wow. fell in love with it. So it was, it. I, I picked my profession out of passion, not out of making money or anything of that nature. That's amazing. I understand the term Tiger Mom being born out of the Asian community in relation to their intention, yeah. their directness, like you're going to yeah. do this. And I actually believe in that to a, a fair extent, but I've, I've actually been on the side of looking to see my sons. I wanted to be on board with what they wanted to, wanted to do, and that, that didn't serve them on schedule, right? Yeah. Like, Every individual has a different temperament, initiative, and drive, so it's great to hear that. What is the undercurrent that has served you well in your practice, your profession, and, and being where you are today? I think based on my 42 years of walking life, it was because of the challenges I had in mm. health on my own, which driven me to look at digging deeper into the root of the issue. Excellent. And that really helped impact into what I'm doing right now. I love it. I'm a root guy, so I'm like, listen, man, everything in, in, in relation to our body, there's something underneath it. And even when you talk about, you know, getting to, um, I start looking at it, it's like when you talk about inflammation, right? You know, what is what are you dealing with in the inner core of your soul, whether it's rejection, fear, anxiety, that usually exacerbates many of our health issues, right? There's unconscious realities or, you know, dynamics or invisible real yes. realities that al also promulgate certain, um, hey! <laughs> Big celebration <laughs> Big here celebration today. celebration over here at the table. But they, they also promulgate a lot of our health issues like, you know, the negative side of stress. We know that there's healthy stressors. So you being someone that has a comprehensive pursuit of health, do, do you begin to see how some of those um, invisible stressors come in and impact people's health? Absolutely. There's a famous book called uh, Body Remembers, right? So basically that in terms of the traumas that we incur from when we're growing up, uh, uh, a perfect example for athletes, for instance, Sure. that particular kids playing sports and getting injured, that particular physical trauma can actually impact how they are later on. Wow. Right? Causing inflammation. If they're, if they're not recognized well enough and then taken care of, it can lead to debilitating issues later on, especially mental health, right? Mm. But when you talk about a emotional 
trauma. Sure. That can also affect into the body starts to remember. Sure. And that could lead into a pathway that could be blocked for you to detox correctly and then taking care of your emotions and such. All this stuff is good. Yeah, so one of the things that I end up having to really focus on, even before I say, hey, you know what, you should be taking these vitamins. One of the impactful things that I really encourage people to do is the foundational care. Okay. I talked about the water. One of the foundational care that I really put into place is, is community, obviously, and the spiritual aspect of it. Excellent. And then uh, there's a spiritual aspect in terms of how our brain and our heart is has to have a coherency. Ooh! Right? If you talk about the Bible, the Bible talks a lot about the heart in terms of heart as being longing for God and is connecting it. Yes. Well, for us as a human beings, our heart also has a coherency to connect. That's right. Right? And in terms of our heart also has a coherency to connect to our brain. If there's a lack of coherency, that's when we feel that we are out of control and leading into anxiety, worry about the future, not having the overall resiliency to handle stress. This is excellent. And leading into more problem anything. So inflammation is a, a multiple factors coming into play. Sure. And dealing with trauma, lack of handling stress, uh -huh. having lack of resiliency yeah. and leading to it. I mean, that's the athletes, right? Athletes, in terms of how they will to perform well, is based on their physical resiliency. That's correct. To take the hit, able to recover and get back on the field. Sure. It's the same thing as a human body. If they're not able to have the right resiliency to handle the environmental stress, sure. never alone the emotional, physical, and the overall uh, everyday stress you're dealing with. I love this. Right? Where every 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 person out there right now is literally running away from something. There it is. Right? What are you running from? Right, Ooh. exactly. So if you don't have the overall resiliency to handle that, there's a, a lot of the unresolved issue Correct. causing more problems. So one thing that I encourage people to do is to do heart coherency breathing technique. Heart coherency breathing technique. Right. It's a simple breathing technique, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to tap into your overall neural network by thinking positively uh -huh. and something happy because our brain is not able to perceive what type of stress you're dealing with. Whether you're dealing with physical stress, emotional stress, or mental stress, yeah. if you could change the way that we're thinking up here, sure. you could change the overall dynamic of what's happening. This is excellent. And you know, it's amazing when you talk, when we talk about this because there were so many things that I think that, um, you know, you and I, we obviously share our common faith in, in Christ, which is, it's foundational, right? So God tells us to look upon those things above, right? Uh, those things that are pure, those things that have a good report. So it talks about those things that are positive, right? Meaning like we have a hope in the future and a design that, that God desires for every human right. to not just, you know, not just to prosper them, which it, prosper doesn't mean simply financial, it means that you're well, right? But inclusive of those things. But that alone gives you an advantage. Right. Just by virtue of placing your mind in position toward a future hope that you have gives your comprehensive body right. an advantage in recovery and resilience. Absolutely. Man, that's that's empowering. That's that's empowering. You're a myth buster. Right? So you gotta <laughs> you gotta give me some big give give me your top three favorite things to just debunk and destroy in this world of health and wellness. Okay. 
oat milk is not healthy. Everybody thinks that oat milk is healthy drink to drink. Uh, no splash. Oat milk is not healthy. Uh, oat milk Get is not healthy. Get rid of oat healthy. milk. Right. <laughs> oat milk is not very healthy. You know, oats, oat milk. Uh, if you buy a conventional milk from a supermarket, for instance, yeah, it's laced with some of the inflammatory oils like um, canola oil or seed oil, wow. and those are pro-inflammatory, right? And having to drink oat milk, which has been pulverized basically into sure. sugar, right, which is called maltose, can actually spike up your blood sugar. So kids drinking oat milk in the morning, thinking that you're really giving them something healthy, it's not. You're just basically spike up their blood sugar, yeah. and then what are you giving them? Sugary cereal, right? <laughs> yeah. So you, you I mean, was raised on that cereal. I, I mean, I did as well. I, I I still love cinnamon toast crunch. Oh man, that was my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite. My mom wouldn't buy it though. My mom was pretty good. She wouldn't buy the crackhead cereals. You know, yeah, yeah, she wouldn't yeah. buy too many crackhead cereals. She'd be like, "Checks." A treat for us was like Christmas. I was like, "Come on, mom, give me some Captain Crunch or something." But nah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Oat milk also, depending. Because oats, depending on how they process it, it sure. can be laced with mold toxins. Ooh. So there's something called the aflatoxin, which can be really detrimental to your histamine response, your immune system, Man. and your detox pathway. So oat milk in general, I, I don't even like oats to begin with. Yeah. I would prefer not to drink it. Avoid okay. it as much as you can. Avoid it. So that. for all the things that you think that oat milk is healthy, it is not healthy. It is not. All right, give me one. Give me one more common misconception that that it's just a big fallacy. Right. Doing hit workout, we think, is healthy. Hit workout is not very healthy. Oh, come on, man! I love me some hit workout. I know. I know. I know. All right, go ahead. Explain. The reason is, I mean, there's a place in time when hit workout can be very good to sure. get the most benefit out of it. But if you look at the general health of a lot of Americans, they're not very healthy. Yeah. Can't, they're not meant to handle all that type of physical stress okay. all at once. You're an athlete, you can handle it. For general Americans who have metabolic issues to begin with, okay. they're lacking in mobility. Yeah. And then trying to get into a HIIT workout on top of, if you see, if you go to a HIIT class, majority of them are women. Because sure. women like to take group classes because it's very supporting and structured, all that, all that. Yep. And I'm not generalizing, but if you get to a class is usually that's how it is. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Right? If I'm wrong, please comment. You're all good, so yeah. good by me. Yeah, but if you look at general health of uh, today's females in America, a lot of American women are dealing with metabolic issues, uh, dealing with stress, okay. hormonal imbalance going on. Having to do that, that type of exercise, HIIT workout, can be detrimental to the hormone balancing. Man, all right, so we gotta, we gotta, Obviously, you gotta make sure that if if you're not a if you're a mere mortal, not like me, I'm not a mere mortal. <laughs> Even though I'm, actually, I, I like to laugh all the time because I didn't realize how, as a high performing athlete, you're conditioned like a superhero. I didn't know, you know, like it's just your life, so it's your norm. You know, everybody has these different norms. And I remember, I never had an allergy until about two or three years after I retired. And all of a sudden, now I'm responding to pollen. I'm like. I'm losing my immortality. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, so yeah. um, so if, if that's not the best approach, right? Give me, for the average citizen, and somebody who wants to be fit, what's the most practical approach toward fitness? Is that, I know strength training is really great long-term, um, bone health, yeah. things of that nature. 
what's what's kind of like the ABC? Obviously, some people can be really intimidated. Right. You could do weight training. There's there's a right way doing weight training, right? Sure. And I recommend if you're going to be really helping to sustain your muscle mass sure. and strength, you should be working out weight training wise three times a week. Three times a week. Right. So that's and then focus on movement. So yoga is great. Uh huh. Pilates, Tai Chi. Right, simple joint movement that's going to be really impactful for your mobility. All right, give me this one here. Uh, we both spiritual men. Yes. Now, yo you know, yoga yoga is like a whole ancient Eastern religion. Yes. So I, I like to say that yoga has kind of hijacked all forms of stretching Can almost. Be. Yep. So how do you how do you deal with that as a spiritual man? The people who because there's a there's a I call that the pendulum swing. Meaning, like, I, I'm not afraid of of quote unquote yoga. But I know that the entire practice and a lot of the movements are directed toward a deity. Worshipping. Yeah, so, yeah so I'm not anti-stretching. I'm, I'm big on stretching. Yep. I'm big on movement. I grew up in gym class doing yes. similar stretches. Yeah. So in light, of, in light of some of your understanding, how do you, how do you navigate some of that? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a challenging part that I had to go through as well. Gotcha. Because I was like, you know what? Being a... a Doing yoga, there's sure. certain parts of the spiritual aspect of it that I avoid. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm also selective in terms of instructor that I work with. <laughs> and uh, and uh, studios I go to. So yep. generally I go to a hot yoga studio. Gotcha. Because I love sweating. Gotcha. I love the, uh, the warmness of it, able to allow me to stretch better. So in a context of stretching, exercise, sure. and as well as allowing you to, to freely move, that's the best way to do so. Excellent. And and um, and there are certain studios where you go, and then there are uh, yogi practitioners that are very much spiritual. I don't align with them, so I I, try, I avoid it. Right. Excellent. I mean, and the Bible even says, I mean, anything that is not from God, you want to avoid as much as you can. Listen, man, I, that's me. I tell people all the time, I'm a very spiritual dude, and um, but I, but I did. At the end of the day, my goal is to be with God. So he said that there'd be no other God beside him exactly. or before him. So I think that's... He's a, he's a jealous God. There you go. Right. It's in rank, place, and power. Don't, don't, don't let, if, if you're in love with Jesus, don't let anything get close to that reality. Any interesting hobbies? You know, what you, what you got going on? And, and, and tell me a little bit about, you know, Dr. John. I know your brain is about to explode with all this <laughs> dynamic information that you have to yeah. offer us. But in relation to what... What brings you joy from a day to day if you're unloading, unwinding, hobbies, um, sp sports? What, what are you into? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a big head, so I do have a lot of information in my brain to begin with. So, that, uh, so that's one thing. And he'd be but, killing it on the gram. I'd uh, be killing it out there. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I, I do have a bit of a sense of humor, so that's, that works out a lot. One thing that I do a lot is self-care. Self-care is a, a, something that is non-negotiable. I like it. Right. So I wake up first thing in the morning. The first thing I do is get sunlight into my eyes. So I open up my blinds. And then afterwards, I jump into my far infrared sauna. And I sweat it out. I got to okay. come to your house. And, and then afterwards, it's just a tiny thing. It's not, I live in an apartment. But I have this tiny far infrared sauna. It's yeah. so powerful. It goes up to 170 degrees. And actually has a built-in red light, which is also very yeah, the red impactful light. for recovery and your mitochondrial health. If anyone not familiar with mitochondria, mitochondria is basically like the battery pack of your cell. 
Wow. So if you are chronically ill or sick, your mitochondria is not functioning well. Okay. So the set of supplements I gave you today is supposed to support the mitochondrial function. Oh, I'm getting on it. Yeah, so hey, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, because I, I right. got to get better in the self-care. You know, are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, so I got some. I got somebody for you, though. I'm, 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 I got somebody for you. You know, I, you you the, you the perfect age, man. Oh, that's funny. She, you know, she worked at Amazon too. She she's a, she's a, she's oh, a stud. Okay, she's a stud. Okay, Amazon this, discounts. This whole podcast just changed. We about to close this up. But no, so self care is is something that my wife and I because we're we're servants, right? So yeah. we're serving others. You know, there's the analogy of the starving baker. He's making food for everybody, and he hasn't fed himself. And I think I've floated in that in that way. And I, as an athlete, everything's about the body, right? And yep, taking absolutely. care of the body. So having seven children, and, and we don't have like help, help, right? No, so we out here getting life done. We, we out here lifing, life, lifing. Yes. So um, I, I applaud you to that. What are some of the other routines that you found to be really beneficial to you? Well, you get you get manicures and pedicures. No, that that I don't. I mean, I got my haircut yesterday. Okay, you fresh though. You I'm, fresh. I'm, I'm looking very fresh today. <laughs> so that's the extent of that. But other than that, like self care in terms of like all the doing the morning routines that I have. Sure. Just grounds me so well. Excellent. So I mentioned about the far infrared sauna. I take a cold shower every morning. Oh, you got that cold? I can do a cold tub. I can't do that shower. Uh, you, got, you got to take the cold shower. <laughs> Uh, once you do that, it's, you can't take a regular shower anymore. Um, obviously, meditation, prayer, of course, breath work aspect of it. So I'm good on breath work. I, I, yeah. So I allocate about an hour of my own time just to take care of it that way. Obviously, I think that's gonna change if I get married and have kids, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna change a little bit. So I would rather just get the foundational of okay. my own thing to be done. So that's one thing that I do. And then when I get home and I'm tired. I love reading business books these days. Mm. So there's a particular book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. 10X is Easier Than 2X. Right. What is that? So what that means that if you look at everything that's going on in your, in your life, right, even in, including business, there's so many moving parts going on yeah. trying to build a business. If you could concentrate on a one or two things and do very well, and then cutting out the rest. There it is. That's where right. I'm at right now. And really impacting that concentration of it, you could 10x it easier than the 2x because your full effort and your concentration, your energy, even your spiritual energy you go. goes into that route. And you could 10x it easier than you thinking that 2x is going to be it. So that's why 10x is easier than the 2x. That's the whole vibe right there. That's literally why we pause Catch the Moment podcast. I mean, everything that we've done in the last few years is just, it's almost like a knee-jerk knee reaction to a wild transition, which we're, everything we do, we're excited about, but it's not sustainable in light of the self-care right. component and really quality, right? Yeah. Like just, if you're gonna be dynamic, you have to, you know, this, this is the way I would share with players. You know, you have to find one something, right? If, if you wanna make the team, you have to be dynamic at, at least one thing. You, you know, like you have to, like, man, this dude right here, I was a special teams player. I wasn't the best receiver. I was never the best receiver on the team. Never. I, I believed I was because that's what makes me a fierce competitor. Every time I step out there, I believe I'm the best guy. But I knew I wasn't. We had Plexico Burris and a Monty Tumor. Like, those dudes were animals. Everybody else I have respect for. Those two different, completely different. But I was really good as, as a special teams player. 
and I knew that's what was going to give me the opportunity to perfect some of my other skills that I had to bring to the table. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, and I think that's been the entrepreneurial marketplace journey is I'm a dynamic communicator, I'm a lover of people, but at the end of the day, I really got to narrow my, my offering in a way where people can see you know who David Tyree is and what makes him so dynamic. So that's that's Absolutely. really profound. And we also have to learn how to say no. Oh gosh, I'm still perfecting that. I, that's something I, I, I have I trouble good. doing as well. But after reading that particular book and then really evaluating what I have in front of me and then things that are going on, I need to learn to say no much more. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying out out of hate. No, that's not it. There are better ways to manage your energy and your effort to 10xing things in your life. Amazing. All right, so la last question in light of it, uh, you know, like uh, so much that we could talk about, who are some of the people, you know, I've, I always say there's no self-made anything. Yeah. Somebody had to write your check. Somebody had to open that avenue to approve whatever value proposition we have. Who are some of the people that were imperative to shaping your mindset, your growth in the marketplace, and just overall, who you become as a man, not just as a professional. In a human relationship-wise, I had a lot of mentors. Excellent. Right? And one of the things that really helped me was to connect with those mentors and really knowing their know-hows mm. and what ticked them. You don't have to spend money to have a mentor. I mean, that's something, I mean, now I actually have a business coach and such, but back in the day when I first started out as a pharmacist, sure. and even, even before graduating from pharmacist school, I was trying to talk to the, the leading industry experts in the pharmacy to do what I do now. Mm. But they end up having to, there's so many, I mean, there's Dr. Jim Lavelle, uh, people that you probably don't know about, but they impact me so much because they help me shape to look at things much more differently in a wide uh, point in terms of getting additional trainings done and then getting uh, to work with special clients. And also, my clients, my, my patients, are the ones who actually taught me as well. Mm. Right? We, we forget that people on, that we man. serve are teaching us. They teach us. They teach us to be humble. Yes. And then when we mess up, that also shows us that we're human and we have to learn more. You just gave a bar right there. Right. Because that's, that's really what it's all about, right? Like, it's kind of like, I've, I'm, I've got so many lessons from my children, right? And I think, um, anytime that you're serving people, you, we, even though you may have a value proposition that is something that they need, listening to them and ensuring that you understand what they need is what gives us the opportunity to grow and excel at whatever our, our um, role in our service. So, so what you just said there, I call it, like I said, I believe in mentors, young and old, right? So um, whether it's parent to child, business, whether it's a generational, young or old, it's really these realms of influence from mentors horizontally, mentors vertically. And I think we, we get a chance to really enhance that interdependency and, and our growth uh, growth dynamic. Dr. John, we've been going all day, man. I really appreciate you. Share with our, with our community where we can find a little bit more about who you are, how we can um, access your, your wisdom, your experience, and your resources, man, because I've got the goodie bag. Oh, I got to put the goodie bag on display, man. Pull the, the goodie bag up here. We ain't yeah. hiding nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that really impacts your brain health. So, ah. a lot of things in terms of. It's going down out here. Man. Make sure y'all check, 
check this out. Where can we find you and where can we find... Absolutely. So you could definitely find me on Instagram. I'm very active there. Excellent. So my Instagram handle is dr.john.farmd. It's P-H-A-R-M-D. My website is drkimwellness.com. Nice. And if you want to talk about your health, I have a very easy discovery call sessions that I've set up. So you could go to my website to make appointments. Listen, man, make sure y'all check out Dr. John. He got, he got, he got, he got what you need, man. Spiritually, mentally, physically, we have to be well so that we can do well. We'll check in with you later on Catch the Moon Podcast.